on it. This is <laughs> looks good, right? I don't look like I'm just like having you. trouble with life, right? Oh, I mean, <laughs> yes, but <laughs> shit, you can totally be. Uh, Nick Nick Fury has been changed many times over the years. Yeah. Uh, if like we need right. a Irish Scottish Fury, I think it's about time. I mean, oh man, it's hurt my other eye. Under your ear like that. Yeah, it's supposed. To, well, I think so, right? Isn't it? I don't know. I think it's supposed to go like kind of diagonally. Don't they go kind of like diagonally? I think the here? old ones always went diagonally. You know what? If it works for you, bro, I that's mean, all it, that matters. It's covering my eye, right? It's really uncomfortable, so it's it's at least doing its job, right? Yeah. You do your damn job, yeah. you damn. It's like really actually putting some pressure, like, like, like mild it, case of glaucoma. Is it or making something. you close that eye? It's really. It's like shh, go to sleep. It's about like way too hard. You <laughs> but know. We'll have night vision. I, I think it just feels. I think the electric tape kind of shrunk because the weather got cool. So sure, maybe sure. It, maybe it shrunk. I'm I just, like that maybe excuse. I just need to stretch it out. It's a little better. It's a little less pressure. Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You doing all right there? Yeah, thanks. Take this. Captain Cornwell? Yeah, this works. This works. Uh, My eyes still definitely right. has no choice but to be closed, but it's not like like now it's just Would like, you want to open your eye with a patch on? Huh? Do you think people with patches there, leave that yeah, eye all open right, there, over there? Like I can open it just a hair, I think. Yeah, but, but I, like if you had a real patch. If you had yeah, a real patch, a crack, do you think people see. that wear real eye patches uh -huh. keep that eye open? Under the patch. No, I think it's just. Or you in think case. It's, it's always it's more it just like, helps it be closed. Yeah, it just helps it be closed. Yeah, I don't because if I didn't have the patch, that, blind or not, I think I would still open that eye. I don't think I would be like, Hey, what's up? No, how are you? Yeah, I mean, like, I think the I think with real ones that aren't made out of electrical tape, I think they're a little bit more comfortable, like to open your eye. Yeah, this is. I guess it just varies throughout the day. You know? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes your eyes close. Yeah, I'm sure your eye just open sometimes. I don't know. Mm. It's in darkness. This is going to get well, me a headache. Well, some people actually. have their eye like sitting upstairs. Like, ooh, it's creepy, isn't it? Who does that? I don't know. Blind people. The one we made fun of. Fascist. <laughs> that doesn't sound like anything that anybody does. <laughs> I think it's a thing. <laughs> hey, you're a cat. Yeah, the cats. Hmm. Oh man! I mean, we can Roll call the cat matches. It keeps tightening, you know. It's like a boa constrictor. <laughs> like I gotta. Whoo. That's right. It's between the profound and the profane. A comedy podcast where th three, sometimes four, lifelong friends gather together in this my spare bedroom to trade friendly stories, give friendly advice, try to learn something new about their friends. While we're at it, make some new friends. Yarr. Hey, out there, new friends. New friends. True believers. Bone horse. Trash people. He was a bit quick on the draw. Trash people. <laughs> Yar. Yeah, I'm, it, it, I, there's pressure on me. I, I really got to take this off after this in introduction. <laughs> really got to take this off in a minute. Yar. Remember that if you would like to be a new friend, a true believer, a bone whore, or even the personal army of trash people, you, you like. can by supporting us, zipping on over to patreon.com slash the bonus hours and donating, donating as little as one dollar a month, that's right, as little as one dollar a month, and you 
can be part of the new friend crew. And you too can have a custom electric jack eye patch. Yar, I'll show ye how to make it. That's how pirates talk. Yar. <laughs> I mean, I'm totally down for making Ian's DIY YouTube video. Yeah, yeah, I took a good measurement. I had, the problem is, I found I just found out today, this stuff shrinks when it gets like cool outside, so this is way tighter than it should be, and it's actually quite... It's electrical tape. It's it what I like to call time. a headache. Yeah. Yeah, some would call it a headache, some would call it a medical condition I need to get over very it's soon. It's a forced medical condition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joining me today, <laughs> my co-hosts, uh, he's new, he seems to have replaced our friend, but he looks exactly the same. Electric Jack. Electric Jack! Yar, I've got a pig for a leg and a patch on my eye, I'm ready to swash my buckle today, guys! Arr. Now I'm just getting this weird mental image of yeah. half the people on the pirate deck swashing people's belt buckles. Yeah. Just and then there you got to swash the belt buckle. <laughs> pirate chain dance and then switch. Ho oh, hey, ho oh, 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 he. And they grab it and like. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> also joining me. Sometimes he's a pile of movie quotes in a man suit. Chris Warko. Sometimes it just says hello. <laughs> Today, I will tell you hello and bid you adieu. Only one do? One do. Just one do. Oh. How many do you need? Is it 12 ounce or 24 ounce do? Oh. Fresh from I the mean, mountain. It's not like we're having a code red moment or anything. Ah, uh, what about, is it a grape thunder moment? Isn't that one of their crazy flavors? <laughs> I, think, I think Electric Jack is reaching. Yeah, some... yeah, I was looking for the purple one, but I forget what it's called. You know, there is a purple one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's right, it's right next to Cold Red. It's like something Baja. Like, oh, yeah, like the blue. Yeah, the Baja. I've never been ready for anything in my life. Raging Baja. Shit host. Chris Myers. Were you having a light foot moment? Electric Jack's gonna turn back the headphones to Ian. I, I thought that I needed to do something to gain control again before you guys went on a, what was that, a Gatorade tangent? What were we now, talking We're about? talking about the dew. We're, we're talking about, about doing the dew. Code red, and then I forgot what the purple, is it Magic Thunder or some, some Mike, crazy? The, the it's only, some the crazy. The only Mountain Dew that I do drink on occasion is the Taco Bell Special. That's the yeah, the Baja Blast. Baja yeah, Baja, Baja Blast. Blast. You knew the whole time. Uh, you are that one. Now, Actually, no, I can no dick. longer, <laughs> and I haven't tried in a while, but uh, regular flavor Mountain Dew, and I don't know if anybody else hates regular flavor Mountain Dew and can't stand regular flavor Mountain Dew as much as I do, but at one point a while I ago, that. Uh, well, I, I did too. It was all right. Somebody left some in my car. Ooh! Uh, would you drink? Like some no. in my car, Mountain Dew. Like a whole, it was a whole like six twelve pack. And I uh, <laughs> did you cool it down? I had no, no, no. This is where it gets bad. Uh, so I drove, and this was my old car that didn't have air conditioning. That's how the, the windows didn't roll down. That's how the Hulk the got truck? started. No, no. This was the Ford Explorer. We called it the Hell Beast. And oh. I drove it up, oh, God, Mr. Yeah. Solenoid. To uh, and I refused to talk to anybody <laughs> to get uh, a parking pass at high school, so I would park. Over by the, uh, over in a, yeah, there's a Burger King yeah. across the street. How many times did your car get towed? Uh, Mine never. got towed three. Never. I, I, I would go over there and move it. Yeah, yeah, in between <laughs> classes. Class yeah, just. Uh, <laughs> so upset. <laughs> so, like, 
Uh, so I was waiting for class to start. Yeah, fuck authority. It was like ninety dollars <laughs> or nine hundred dollars in like thirty days one time. So I was bored, and there's just this twelve pack of Mountain Dew sitting in my truck, and I, I don't have anything better to do. So I just decided, you know, I I didn't have first period, to see test myself to see how many Mountain Dews I could drink before I went inside the school. Did you drink it all? I, uh, I think I got through eight oh my before God. I started violently throwing up next to my truck. Oh, oh. man. And then a cop <laughs> just like, he's like, are you okay, sir? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just puking. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, yeah, it's just, I'm just doing the do, man. You you too any, much, too you much. You had do. anything to drink today? Oh, yeah, just a bunch of Mountain Dew. <laughs> and he was like, wow. Bull, come here, you can listen to me jiggle. <laughs> Cops like wow, either this guy's really drunk or this guy has a, a problems with Mountain Dew. And that's why I don't drink Mountain Dew anymore. I see. Yeah, that sounds like a negative experience. That's not a pleasant experience on the mountain. So by the time uh, the people hear this, Mount Dew, we will have been to Comic Palooza. Yes. Uh, so, what are you looking forward to at Comic Palooza? You'll be our face there, most definitely. So yeah, we're. Uh we're actually going to try to make a little presence at Comic Palooza this year. We'll be flying uh, solo on the bonus hour side, and hopefully, one of our uh, we'll call it PICs, partners in crime, someone we've teamed up with periodically and invaded his home base and taken over his computer system. Uh, our personal friend John Dodge over at Chaos MTG is Team Chaos MTG. Team Chaos MTG is talking about coming with me. So we're going to kind of do a collab thing. Um, I'm looking to do, if you'd like to be on uh, any kind of way in the, the podcast, seek me out and we'll, we'll, we'll find something fun to do. But uh, I don't know, most of the, I've been going since they started Comic Palooza. Yeah. And I think it's been five, seven years now, eight years. Oh, shit, really? I yeah. thought it had only been something like that. I mean, at least five. five. Or six. Because... Uh, Maybe the second one was the first year that the manager and I had gotten together. I mean, I remember the very first one, it was only in the exhibition hall. Yeah. Uh, like, it wasn't even on the main floor. Yeah. Um, which was one of the coolest ones, because that's where it was still so small. A lot of big talent came, and a lot of people weren't there. Mm -hmm. So, one of my favorite artists, when I was younger... Uh, DC did this big thing with the Green Lanterns called the War of Light and Ethan Van Schreiber was the artist on the Green Lantern Rebirth series and the Flash Rebirth series and he was there and I brought like 40 comics and I laid him out in front of him and I was like I'm so sorry that I brought so many comics he's like dude the person to, before you just brought two boxes of comics this is nothing and I'm like okay cool and I'm like how much and he goes it's free and so he signed all my comic books for free and I was like wow. that was so so cool so I now have probably a good 40 comics of Rebirth Flash Rebirth and then uh, a couple select issues of uh, the Sinestro Corp Wars and the War of Light all signed by Ethan Van Schreiber That's nice. which is really really cool and now I have not seen another like super 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 well known artist that I have been attracted to there uh, I've been focusing more on what we talked about earlier, more the, the kind of walking around in the mall yeah. syndrome, checking out all the shops, 
Uh, I mean, hell, Dude, you could make a day of just that. The only, the only like Comic Con that I went to was uh, in Alpena, Michigan, where inside the mall there, uh, there was a comic book store, and what they did is they opened up like this. They they basically rented out the space like next door to them for a weekend, which was a slightly bigger like but totally empty store. And so they had like it was like literally probably twenty guys there. Um, I think a, a few of them were playing Magic the Gathering, and I went over there, talked to them for a little bit, kind of watched like a couple games. I was like, okay, well, I'm surprised. Which fifteen or twenty like of people that played Magic the Gathering in that town, I was actually kind of impressed. Yeah. I'll admit. <laughs> And uh, a town of 30, 20 people playing magic is pretty good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I was, yeah, I was actually, it's almost like that kind of number. <laughs> it's like, wow, all right. I mean, yeah, there's probably in total like 50 to 60 people inside of like between the two stores, probably just bigger than this room we're in. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And yeah. And um, between two yeah, stores, a little bit longer. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Well, it's you know, yeah, it, it wasn't very big. It was definitely smaller than the apartment, like than the apartment. Did people dress up. Uh, there was like I think that there's a couple of people in like really mo- like sort of dressed up, but not like full blown com. Not, not not like a real Comic Con, but like the only good thing. That, well, like one of the good things that came out of that was that that's where I got um the Why the Last Man series for like I don't know. It was cheap. It was like. Four bucks, uh, four bucks, uh, um, per issue. There's ten, you know. No, you don't know. Huh. Is that Hater? Wait, what? Bill Hater is that? I uh, honestly, I for I Last forget. Man on Earth is that? I, I forget if I forget who it is that does it. I just remember that like the monkey part always makes me so sad. God. Like I got to that part and I was like, these books are terrible. It's just oh, like books. reading. No, there's it's... an actual show. Yeah. Now on Fox, actually, it was just. Canceled. Oh. Oh no, you're thinking of something far different. What am, what am I thinking of? The Last Man on Earth. And what are you talking about? I'm like, not why, why the, last the Last Man. It has a monkey in it, and it's fucking sad what happens to that monkey. Oh, Hashtag no spoilers there. <laughs> a little bit. A little, a little bit. <laughs> if you haven't read it. Oh, I mean. <laughs> If there is a plucky uh, animal sidekick in a comic book, especially like kind of a serious comic book or a comic book oh, with yeah. more serious dramatic tones, yeah. that 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 little pet sidekick is going to bad happen. Yeah, you know, it's, it's the dog principle, or actually the horse principle. You can have a dog in a movie and not have the dog die, but if there's like a horse in a movie, yeah, like there's yeah. a good bond between a man uh, and a horse. Never ending story. Horses die. That's true. Never yeah, ending story is a perfect example. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't a tray. It was, uh, I don't remember the name of the horse. Didn't Seabiscuits, like, heart explode or something? Yeah, yeah, literally like, just, yeah. The final <laughs> yeah. And Tobey Maguire Ginger flew from the horse. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, whee! So instead of getting lost in the exhibition floor this time, I thought that uh, I would at least try my hand at organizing a day. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I know I'm definitely going to go... Saturday all day. I want to go from nine o'clock in the morning till twelve o'clock at night. I want to put in a long, long, long day. I haven't decided yet if I'm going to go Sunday. For whatever reason, they don't sell two day passes. Yeah, of course. They not. only, of course, yeah. sell the three day or the single oh. day, and it's way more cost effective to get the three day and just eat 
the forty bucks. Yeah. Then, unless they they're doing a two day at the door, which they might do. Maybe maybe. But if I was to buy online and try to get my tickets ahead of time, yeah. there's no way to get a two day pass for Saturday and Sunday. I would have to buy an individual for Saturday Dang. and an individual for Sunday, which really sucks. Um, so I kind of took a look through some of the actors that were there that I might uh, consider waiting in line for yeah, to kind of see or at least capture on a selfie stick. Like, oh, my God, there he is. Um, they're doing a mini Star Trek reunion. Um, so they're going to have some... Uh, a 63? Couple, couple ca- I don't know if it's a year anniversary thing. It might be 63. Yeah, uh, that I'm not sure about. I know they're doing a little like a small uh, TNG for those who don't know. It's Next Generation and Voyager reunion. Oh, uh, so you know that's right. Sixty Star Star Trek sixty three would be sixty three. Yeah, Star Trek. Right. Oh yeah. No Star Trek Star Trek. Yeah. Like the Star right. Trek. Oh, oh, the original oh, oh, Star oh, Trek oh, was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Star Trek sixty three. I got you. I thought you were saying it was like their sixty three. No, no. 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 Yeah, no. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I knew it was, and I was like, maybe it's only fifty at most. <laughs> But maybe it's sixty by now. No, no it's, no, it's, be, it's got no, it's not sixty yet because my dad. Yeah, is a is a it was born in fifty nine. Sixty years mm-hmm. would be next year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, still that's still pretty cool. Fuck, Star Trek's been around for a long time. Star Trek has been around for a really long time. Um. So some yeah. of the mm-hmm. actors there was kind of an underwhelming card this year. Yeah. Um. The most exciting, and honestly. In a perfect world, I think I'd rather sit down and smoke a J with him and talk to him. Would be Tom Holland, yeah, uh, Spider Man. I really, I have no idea how old he really is. He could be like fourteen years old. No, nah, he's twenty. Okay. terrible to talk about. First uh, thought I'm went through my head when he said 20. that name was Holland and Oates, he, and I'm like, what? He plays a really good <laughs> young kid. Yeah, much better yeah. than Andrew Garfield, who looked thirty at eighteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he was thirty. I, I know. I know. <laughs> But it's okay. Toby I mean, Maguire he still was seventy-five. Great. <laughs> yeah. And when Toby Maguire was seventy-five, I swear to God, he looked twenty-one. He did. He really, really um, did. <laughs> some of the others that are going to be there: uh, Dante Bosco, who I've always wanted to meet. That's Rufio. That's also Rufio. Rufio. It is Zuko <laughs> in Zuko. Uh, Avatar and uh, General Iroh. Yeah, in Legend of Korra, because yeah, he does they, some voice acting. He does, he does do he some, does voice, some acting. voice acting. He also did, um, uh, what is it? Not Jake the Snake. He was that Karate Kid cartoon. What about Electric Jack? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about the Electric Jack? Yeah, I, I feel like that should be a finishing move. In I, I do remember when uh, when Dante Bosco one. attacked Stone Cold with a with, with a with a with a snake in a bag. Right? Oh you, man! Are you, are, you, are you serious? That's like, that's badass. You said Jake the Snake. That's yeah, bad, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I want you to meet my friend Jake, Jake the Snake. Yes. Now, he would turn into a dragon that kind of looked like Spyro. Oh, American Dragon Jake Long. Yes, he was the <laughs> voice actor of Jake. Yes. Yeah, okay, thank you. I'm sorry. And more context clues. My bad. Whoa. <laughs> um, LeVar Burton, who started out with me being enamorated with Reading Rainbow, uh, and then my uncle introducing me to already reruns of TNG by yeah. the time like they were probably already in season 3 or 4 by the time I started watching because I think it started in 88 uh, TNG? Yeah, it wasn't 90, I know it started in the 80s Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure that TNG I'm, was 92 I th- No dude, it ended in 94 Okay then 
and it was on for uh, seven seasons. So take it back. I think I think eighty nine, but I could be wrong. You might it might be ninety. Uh, but I don't know where I was going with that. I got lost with our uh, Lavar Burton. Mm. Oh yeah, Reading Rainbow, uh, TNG, and then uh, has he done any voice work? Lavar Burton. Uh, I would assume he has, but eighty seven. 87. Okay. Wow. See, yeah, I thought it was in the early or middle 80s. Like, okay, oh. now, yeah, no, I, I can trace it back now. Yeah, I was born. It's just most of the most of the episodes I've seen my grandfather watching were, I remember them being 90s episodes. Gotcha. And I haven't seen much of it, so. I remember they'd already done, because when I went back and rewatched it later on, I noticed the uniform change. Mm-hmm. So I had already, when I was introduced to it, they had already undergone one uniform change. Yeah. Because there used to be... It used to be the color. The colors were all the same, but there was a line around their shoulders Mm -hmm. that was the color of the uniform, whether it was the red or the blue or the gold. And later on, he went. They went to like a solid color on top, black on bottom, black pants, Mm -hmm. and got rid of that oval. And then later on, uh, Picard got the captain's jacket. Which is like a really cool, like lambskin. That's (laughs) Captain's coat. Uh, Jerry Ryan from. God felt rigid in his uh, pants. Who was seven of nine from Star Trek Voyager? Because if you weren't a kid that watched Star Trek going through fucking puberty and Voyager was on, you know you loved all over Jerry Ryan when she was on TV in that fucking tight ass seven of nine. We need some sex appeal. In Star Trek, was that the one that had the Borg face? Yeah, she had Borg face. Yeah, she did. Okay. <laughs> a lot of the people I've dated actually have been probably a fifty-fifty mix of brunette and blonde. But I always say, oh, I'm more attracted to, uh, like, if I'm just naturally to say what I'm attracted to first, it's brunette with what I would call exotic features, which would be you know Latina or uh, Italian or you know something not. White bread, white American, butter girl. <laughs> You're not butter looking girl. for a butter girl. <laughs> uh, I like my uh, American butter girl. But American <laughs> butter girl. Jerry Ryan is still blonde hair, oh. probably blue eyed. What kind of show so. would that be? American <laughs> Butter Girl. Like, we have American Pickers, we have American Truck Shows, it's now we're having American turners. Butter Girls. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, a, just a dating girls show. turning butter. Yeah. It's a dating show for men who want to date uh, churners. I like Susie, but I'm not sure of uh, her because like butter woman, turning I, skills I like a woman who knows how to, to cook life. fatty foods, but also has fucking guns. Just like, oh, guns. God. Turning butter really will give you. Oh god! (laughs) I'll put some pictures up on Instagram. Who I found a chick who's fifty-fifty equally. She loves to game and she's an anime nerd and she loves Dragon Ball Z. But she works out hardcore and she's like a freaking damn near bodybuilder, like right in between professional bodybuilder and professional fitness model. And the difference between the two is. One is a much more natural look, but you're still, oh my God, in great shape. And one is a more masculine buffer. You have like scary, scary muscles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And she's right in between. So she's got really, she's got good sized triceps, uh, very tiny waist, and she has 
these. Uh, she's Amer- she's American well, tank she's, girl. <laughs> she's partnered with uh, one of these cosplay companies that makes Saiyan armor, mm-hmm. and she looks like a fucking badass hot Saiyan because uh, she's in crazy good shape. You know, just you know, if you think Goku and Vegeta are like the most ridiculously abnormally ripped. Yeah, she fits that motif in female Saiyan form, hmm. so it's pretty cool. Uh, another android, I guess, person who also fits the Star Trek, Breck Spiner, who plays Data. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, he's always been one of my favorite and most intriguing characters from the Star Trek universe. Data is a mystery. Uh, <laughs> only because I just watched Evolution, I feel like it's fate that I just have to meet him. Orlando Jones. Oh, yeah. Is gonna be at the Comic Con. Oh yeah. Um, I don't even know. I, I one I can't think of the last movie that he was in in the past ten years. Um, no. Because that would still only bring us to what two thousand eight. Currently, he's doing American Gods. Is he? Oh, oh yeah. so he's with Bashimi. Yeah, he's in. He's in American Gods. Okay. He plays a Nazi. Haven't watched that. Oh, really? He plays a Nazi, the Spider. Huh. Okay. Do you watch that show? No, uh, but I've do a little wiki? I've read some of the uh, books that they're based on. Oh, uh, they're okay. based on Neil Gaiman books, and like the whole the whole idea is that gods exist and they walk around in human being form. And uh, oh, it's not a mobster metaphor. Oh, now American Gods is about the old gods traveling around America and finding the American gods, which is like greed and money and capitalism and stuff like that. Okay. I see. I've never been interested in that show because I always thought it was like Al Capone gangster shit. No, no. And now I'm really, really interested. It's really in that weird. Show. Like it's really weird. Like American urban fantasy. Hmm. The book is kind of a road trip story. Interesting. All right. I see. Uh, <laughs> side note: I'm going to check that shit out, and I'll do a, a little, a little. Did you know? It, so it's just on, it's on like TV. Uh, like uh, it's uh, on one. Of, it's, I don't I know think which it's one. Showtime. It's on Showtime probably. Showtime. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. All right. uh, and then last but not least because I was a huge Buffy and Angel fan uh, James Marsters is going to be there Seven fucking yours. Spike <laughs> I love me some Spike uh, so he would be a very cool person to meet yeah oh yeah um, if you like Buffy's any uh, yeah. and I know you don't privy to the list right in front of us but any celebrities or people that you guys would really like to meet or maybe be a, a bucket list like oh man if they were there I'd definitely have to go I would say Jessica Alba that'd oh. be yeah uh, has she ever shown up oh. to one of those right I don't know if she has point, been, she's been off the radar for a while it, yeah yeah I know but like up. what's going on and what's going on Jessica hit us up I know your girlfriend's been there yeah. Oh yeah, she has. Yes, I'm, she has. That's good. Her line was so long, and she was hidden behind a curtain. I hate those ones that are like because they really? have they have yeah high she well she's celebrities. Sen- she's sensitive to light, you know. Like she's not, you know, look, light does damage Did to she the get skin. Bit? Uh, she uh, by yeah, you know, like, but it was by a radioactive spider, she, uh, not by so what you think. She's not of a bio shield. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a vampire. Yeah, yeah I got, I yeah. got it. Yeah, the more you know. <laughs> yeah, Jessica Alba and you remember you know the one girl. The, oh, when it would be like Nabisco, ding. <laughs> Sorry, it reminded me of the more you know. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. 
<laughs> but yeah, I'd say like, and also the one girl you were talking about reminded me of like Xena the Warrior Princess. Like Lucy I don't Wallace. know what's going on with her these days. I'm, I don't know. Lucy Lawless. Is it Lucy Lawless? She it? was last in. I mean, I know she was in some other stuff. She but was that's, in Spartacus. I can't. Really and I feel think like of she that. was in another of those, not like Game of Thrones esque. Oh, okay. Thing. I don't know about that. She was in Parks and Rec. Oh, really? Two, yeah. Huh. I watched a bit. I I didn't really in get into seasons. this. Okay, maybe, uh, maybe I didn't see it then. She and you. It's really difficult uh, to recognize Lucy Lawless as as Lucy Lucy Lawless because I know her as Xena. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, so and she's, she's not battle crying. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, in Parks and Rec, she plays like a regular suburban mom. Oh, okay. That would be tough to. <laughs> it took me a while to figure out, and both both uh, the manager and the manager's mom was like, no. That's Lucy Lawless. Princess. <laughs> God, you guys are both so fucking queer. Why are you crushing? <laughs> why are you crushing my warrior princess dreams? Yeah, 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 and throw me. She I, does. She do that like once just her. as a throwback, like anything. No, as a they throwback. don't make it. Nah, I yeah. wouldn't want her. Parks to and like Rec isn't the right. Ever have one sword scene? You know, rule <laughs> wall. No, Parks and Rec isn't the right type of yeah. comedy for that. Is that wrong? I don't know. <laughs> I, it's hard for me to say like Secret any celebrities that I would want <laughs> to meet. Not really. I don't know, cause, uh, especially in the Comic Con setting, uh, w- with the lines and the and the and the like, the weird partitioning. Like that, that's not something I particularly enjoy. People were doing like celebrity panels, and I'm way more into those things. Uh, listening to them talk about writing, sure, listening to them yeah. talk about uh, like uh, movies and stuff like that, uh, and on or in this case, I guess comic books. Uh, Bucket list comic book writer guy is Grant Morrison all day long. Oh, okay. Uh, th- that's the guy that I would want to sit down and like listen to do a do a panel. Meeting him would be cool, you know, like a, a signing kind of thing. But I, I I far prefer to like hear him talk about writing and the process and the the, the ideas that go into fiction. Just harkening back to my childhood, I've all like bucket list celebrity specifically at a con. I really want to actually be able to talk. And shake his hand and take a picture with JDF. Yeah, I, I, uh, I figured that's where you're going. I got I got to do uh, Austin St. James. Yeah, which was really cool, and I had a freak out dad moment because um, he had his gold. It was the gold Zeo Morpher, but it was the OG Mighty Morphin Power Rangers cast in solid gold. With instead of the T Rex coin, it was the Gold Ranger like six-sided emblem mm-hmm. and instantly Bryson goes and grabs it out of the case and I was like and he goes hey man it's alright it's alright and I'm like thank you Jason I mean Austin I'm so sorry uh, he was okay kind of I wouldn't call him a dick but you could definitely tell he was getting paid to be there. Yeah, yeah. Versus, I got to meet the original Black Ranger, um, Walter Jones. Uh, is that right? Yes, yes. Is it Walter Emmanuel Jones? It's the, yeah, he's got three names, okay. but it's, it's Walter. It's um, Walter something Jones. So he played. And Zach. he was awesome. We and did. I would always, yeah. We did one picture, and we took a picture of it, and he was like, "Oh man, that was cool." But let's do like this pose and. Like let all my kids each hold the helmet. Yeah, and we all got to do different action poses, and that was really cool. Um, he would equally, be he would be my Power Rangers bucket list, just to state that because he was my favorite. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. like some hip hop yeah. keto? I loved the hip hop keto. Equally okay. as cool 
on a totally different note because I actually did pay uh, Jones for the pictures. Yeah. Um, Bosch Yost, uh, the replacement for Zach. Okay. Uh, Adam. Adam. A- Adam. Well, whatever Adam, his real name is, Adam, something young, uh, Bosch, uh, 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 Josh, Bosch, Yost, something, something like no, that. No, no, David Yost is Billy. That's Billy. You're, we're talking about... So uh, Bosch is Adam. Something. Adam Young Bosch. Adam Young Bosch, okay. Uh, we went up there, and we, like I just wanted to talk to him and introduce my kids to him, and I was like, hey, you know, this is the second Black Ranger, and he took over for... Uh, Zach and they were like, "Oh yeah, you were, you know, we loved you so much as the Green Zeo Ranger. That was my favorite that you were." Oh he was no, like, he was like, "Cool, pick out." And he had every was, iteration. It was, he, was, no, he was the Green. He Zero was Ranger. the Green Zeo Ranger. Okay, had, I thought it was a miscase of every guy. iteration like, no. of every Ranger he had been, and then different poses of him with the helmet and with the helmet on his side, and he goes. Pick out any any two pictures you guys want, and he signed them both and gave them to my kids, and we got to take a picture. And he didn't ask for any money. Like wow, we just Dang. went up to talk. We were just talking and said what's up, and that was a really, really, really cool experience. See, that's a cool moment. Yeah, uh, that was a really cool experience. And you know, I've had the geeky moment where William Shatner's been there, and he's like triple curtained. Yeah, so you can't even like. You know, in the background, get one, and that's frustrating because, I mean, for all you know, he's not even in there. <laughs> you know, they just make you wait to get there, and then you have to wait in there a predetermined amount of time, and then they take you behind the scenes yeah. to be like, oh, hi, I'm William Shatner. <laughs> Five seconds, and he's like, next. <laughs> yeah. And he's got his stamp. He has a stamp that says denied. <laughs> just a bam. Can I get a picture? <laughs> that, that's for Can paying you the. That's get for. A picture? That's. No, you can't. <laughs> That's for buying um, the minimum payment fee. <laughs> and then, uh, as far as outside of celebrities, you were talking more about you like to go to the panels and uh, you know get really good, insightful, meaty information. Yeah, uh, I, I like to hear things. I kind of mapped out a day of some of the shit that's going on, and I found out that they're doing and something we should really consider if we can... Uh, if we feel ready for it next year, they have a podcast table on the main showroom floor where they're giving each podcast entity an hour to broadcast a show live from the table. I see. So uh, the very first one was uh, that caught my attention, at least, was Bayou City Geeks live podcast yeah. from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., and they're on the main floor. Um, they basically talk about uh, all upcoming comics give reviews um, things that they are excited about both Marvel and DC they're not biased Uh, so I thought that would be really cool to check out Um, and then I tried to think of some that would benefit both the group and things that I would be interested in as well Um, another one that I thought was really cool was removing the stigma walking the line of mental illness and creative genius I see. Is uh, that like a writing one or? Uh, it's uh, it's drawers, it's a it's drawers, it's basically um, and I don't know if it's going to be one person or multiple people, but they're correlating um, uh, mental illness with creativity and different instances and how it's been observed and like you were talking, we'll do a, a fans of community uh, Abed mm-hmm. Asperger's very very. 
creative. Yeah. But kind of pigeonholed in a stereo personality type. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, you, you know what I mean. I, I, yeah, yeah. I probably you said the wrong words. Well, but, well uh, uh, so I, I, like, I think I got what you're saying. There's, yeah. uh, there's a definite, not only, uh, it's more for folkloric. I'll, I'll say that there is a connection between being mentally ill and being creative. You, you know, uh, the, 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 there are you, you can look in studies, and you know, p- people who are depressed are smarter than people who are who are not depressed. Yeah. Uh, I think it's because so, they think more. They just it's because your brain, more. yeah, your brain's working in a different way. Your brain is making different connections. So there is this sort of like romantic idea of the mentally ill creative genius. So I'd suppose that this is this panel would be about sort of parsing between those two and taking that rather dangerous romanticization of mentally ill people. Mm. Uh, because although, you know, it's one of those like good stereotypes, yeah. right? Where it's like, oh yeah, no, you get the depression, but that means you're a great writer if you drink enough is really dangerous for people Absolutely. because then you'll... Can lead to terrible your, consequences. Yeah, you'll ena- you ena- yeah. It enables you to like. You're making you're making your own future. <laughs> yeah. I, I felt like with all of us thinking that one of us or all of us in some form has battles with depression or you know uh, some kind of I don't know if I'd call it personality disorder or more, more bipolar, but we all Mood disorders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some kind of disorder. I I felt like that would be an interesting take to. Uh, if there was an avenue where maybe I was scared to open that door, yeah, because uh, it does that kind of disease does run in my family. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. so I at least me personally, uh, I've always told myself that if somebody comes to me and says, "Hey, we've noticed these patterns, and we've also noticed these patterns in another family member." we really think you should go and talk to somebody or get help that I will be open and not closed off to the no I'm I'm fine I'm don't don't talk to me I don't even know what you're talking about See, I'm like perfect I'm nothing like that person That's that's and I you know that is innately a fear of mine that I will after a certain age that my brain chemistry will change and I will lose it yeah, yeah, and I want—I don't want to be too proud and too vain to say, "Hey, I need to go get medication, or I need to go talk to somebody, or something." Uh, and if I can safely open up that door mm-hmm. without being scared of falling off the edge, I think that would be a really cool, different avenue for creativity. Oh yeah, yeah. I know um, what you're saying. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. That's part of the sort of like part of the reason why I always try to stay happy because like I literally like <laughs> Hulkism. Hulkism is like a major problem when people in my family get angry on both sides, actually, going back long periods. They so, me <laughs> like that's why I tried it my best. I've gotten really good over the years. <laughs> little green, little green, little green in the restaurant industry. <laughs> and when I when I worked at a restaurant, they called me the beast. Because I just have to like think about things that make red, don't you? Just... Yeah, yeah. I just turn really red. I can literally like I was the only person at um the trot that could lift up their 
400-pound granite <laughs> tables single-handedly, like, just by being pissed off at, like, shitty customers by the end of the day. You're gonna break this one day, I just hope you know that. Just, like, they, and everyone, like, because I was the only person they could even do that, and people would be like, the beast! Yeah, I actually was pretty cool for about six months, yeah, then, uh, no. No, didn't um, keep that job. Another <laughs> one that's coming up, and for whatever reason, I don't know why we've never thought about this, and maybe we have, but we just have never executed it. We always design a hero. What makes a great villain? Let's make a villain. Uh, so yeah. that's one of the casts. Okay. What makes a great villain? It, and it's they're going to go through specific examples of villains that have done very well in comics history yeah. and forgettable villains that are, okay. you know, that have just been one-offs, lost to the wayside until somebody... I will dare say, say uh, somebody great comes along and picks up an abstract villain and creates a amazing, unique story. Yeah, I was about to say, and uh, Calendar Man. I is, hope that they talk is, about the rehabilitated, yeah. forgotten villains because those are the coolest stories. Yeah. when somebody digs into the lore and finds this Calendar Man, like you know, the Hush. Was that Hush or was that Halloween? Uh, um, Calendar Man was his own thing, but Hush. Well, no, no, no. Was he? They, they bring Calendar Man. Calendar Man shows up in. I think it's the Long Halloween. Now that I think about it, I think it, it is the Long he, Halloween. He, he, he shows he's up. Very creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they he's use scary, him very, you know? very well. With he's not a book. creepy. Oh, I can only do things on the third day of November. Yeah. You know, his, his weird before the before time uh, villainy. They have a um, a Tom Holland Q and A. Yeah, which I thought see, would that be might be cool, cool to see. Uh, um. And that started getting my mind going on what the hell I would ask him. Because, unfortunately, I don't know anything he was in before Spider-Man, before Spider-Man. Homecoming. Homecoming. Like, he's he's showing my age. I'm finally getting to that point where I don't know the next crop of actors coming up. Yeah. And this ha- Dude, I tried to get on a computer and do regular computer shit. And I've been using a tablet and a phone and my PlayStation 4 for so fucking long that... I forgot how to do things on a computer. Like, I forgot what you had to double-click and what you could single-click and what you needed to drag over here to copy things. I was like, I feel so 35, 40 years old. Like, Brayden! That's my son. That's my older son. Come help your dad figure out how to do this stuff because I have no clue. Make what, the do what do I do? You know, if you've ever seen... Again, showing my age, the original Jurassic Park. Anytime Alan Grant touched anything electronic, it instantly short circuited. There were, and then you know, oh, then yeah, of course, that's... Quip Ellie would be like, "Oh, Doctor Grant touched it. <laughs> Doctor Grant touched it. He fucked it all up." <laughs> uh, women will inherit the earth. Yeah, no. go watch that movie. It's a good movie. Really. Um, yeah. Since we like to do a lot of our own creative spins sometimes on a writer's room, a great example for a classic episode would be our Howard the Duck um, movie pitch. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, uh, So this room is called Writing Unforgettable Characters. Um, And, you know, I'm always looking for an avenue to open up my creativity to a new yes. area. Uh, I do the same I do the same thing every day. 
uh, you know, my, my, my schedule because I have kids and I have to make X amount of money a week and I have to put in this amount of money towards side projects. I feel like everything is very, very structured. Yeah. And sometimes I fall into the very, very structured rut of wake up, go to work, come home, eat dinner, go to sleep, wake up, boom, boom, boom. And it's nice to have something get in there and fuck up my brain uh, in a positive way, not drugs, uh, that gets me thinking different. And I think that is one of the greatest tools that any writer, aspiring writer, comic book artist can have to overcome a writer's block. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, uh, and it's, I, it really is probably because I don't have unlimited time to devote to the podcast that I feel like, especially in our later episodes, maybe not later episodes, later, uh, it's, it's much harder to continually come up with a creative abstract idea that I feel like is not a recycled part of something we did in our previous seasons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to I want ten totally years there, from yeah. now, if we haven't all decided, hey guys, we have so many other side projects going on under the bonus hours moniker that you know what? This is now a monthly podcast or yeah. we, we know we're dying it down, that we are able to continually come up with content that is fresh and new and exciting and it's not the same old same you know we're known for doing constantly different shit we don't have that was one cool thing about the profound and the profane is we're not locked into a this is what this podcast is there's no niche for Um, this show really you know we've we've kind of accepted that well it is a little bit of a niche show but it's a very odd niche that's not it's not a (laughs) yeah this is a a podcast for growth and learning yeah um it's and essentially it started out as a what we'd never done this before um if we were to listen to episode one to episode now, it would be vastly different. Um, yeah, you can tell for sure. One comfortability, <laughs> um, volume control. <laughs> yeah, what you talking about, yeah. man? <laughs> We're not, I, I'm still terrible for screaming all the time, but <laughs> sometimes you know, you you know, it, sometimes it's warranted. But you know, looking into the mic, leaning into the mic. Um, so those types of things, I feel like that would be a very good resource to take notes on and I want to bring my notebook uh, whenever I go into these panels to be able to turn around and be like hey I learned something new and maybe you would be like dude I've been doing that forever and I don't know why the fuck I just haven't told you I just I didn't think you were interested in that I'd be like dude I'm totally interested in that yeah yeah no, uh, and, and vice versa you know It'd be like holy shit I have never ever thought about writing this way or approaching a topic this way or anything and I, and yeah. I felt like that would just be a really cool um, just I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be you know how we do our web ideas and then kind of spider web yeah, off yeah, of that idea I'm hoping it's going to be a idea web for making unforgettable characters yeah 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 I got you um, they did another one which is Star Wars unscripted which this sounded really fun it's basically a new hope ad-libbed okay so they it by audience participation. So I don't know if it's going to be writing down so suggestions. Sil- like they do it, it like silent mm-hmm. and then they have an audience like it. Uh, yeah, whether they're either having somebody like it could be and Luke Skywalker walked out to the moisture farms and 
instead of discovering that his her aunt, his aunt Baru was like, "Luke, come get your blue milk." Uh, a ninja turtle jumped out and sliced her head off, or something. You know, it's all <laughs> it's just the the vein of a new hope through Adlib. This milk looks awfully skim. And I thought that would be fun. I mean, it's an hour and a half of just Adlibbing yeah. all of a new hope. Okay, yeah. um, gotcha. so just something fun to do. Um, I've never, ever, ever in the the beginning of the time that I've started going Comic Palooza, gone to the costume contest. And I thought, since I'm going to be there all day Saturday, that would be a cool thing to stream from, mm-hmm. um, catch the contest. I have no idea if that's a big thing, if all the people go Yeah, there, I imagine that's, that's a big part a of it. Side. I've seen some really, really cool cosplays, and all the ones that you miss on the floor because you just happen to walk down the wrong aisle mm-hmm. at the wrong time will all be there. Oh, and yeah. that'll be really cool. Um, that would be a cool like recap video. Mm-hmm. to kind of go back and show some of the stuff that I got to see. Um, they're also going to do a, instead of a drive-in movie, it's a kind of parking stash movie where they do Night of the Living Dead. Okay. Um, may check that out, may not. I've seen it before, black and white. Once you've seen it once, it's dated. It, it is. It's a, well, it's I mean, a dated it's, piece. It's still really good, yeah. but I don't know yeah. if I would want to give I, up two of my hours on a Saturday. I'm with you on that. that movie. I, uh, oh, yeah, I no, forgot it was I, I personally just, I really like Night of the Living Dead. I think it's one of the few zombie movies that holds up to uh, oh, yeah. repeat views. That was uh, the second or the first? That was Romero's first. 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 Well, first, okay. first original black and white. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've watched that one on a few different Halloweens, and I, uh, yeah. And then I don't they, have an issue. Like <laughs> it's it holds up, you know. But I mean, it is, I they guess are so. uh, <laughs> this year is uh, it's good. I guess the first year that they're doing a burlesque show. Yeah, that is cosplay cosplay themed. That's cool. Um, so that could be fun. Uh, my girlfriend really wanted to go see the Suicide Squad girls mm-hmm. this year, and uh, because she's a fucking awesome girlfriend and she rocks, she chose to go to Comic Palooza instead of going to the Suicide Squad show. Ah. Which oh, finding this oh out, oh that's have, se- oh you're saying that's separate? I thought I thought you were saying yeah, that no, it was the, a part I mean, it, of Suicide Squad Girls is a separate entity, and then they are Comic Palooza for the first time this year are doing a burlesque show, but they are oh. in no way related. Oh, oh okay. okay, all right, um, gotcha. gotcha. So I thought it was really cool, and I'm I'm hoping she'll somewhat be happy about it that they're doing a burlesque show and we can go check that out since mm-hmm. she had to give up Suicide Squad. Yeah. I mean, that's a awesome fucking had no idea compromise that hopefully will really, 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 really get her along. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's just some of the stuff that's going on at Comic Palooza that I, as uh, someone who has never actually taken the time to go out and really... Uh, saturate myself in the meat and potatoes of a Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I've only really kind of acted like a five-year-old kid with cotton candy. Oh, just kind of running around, around everywhere. Yeah, just like yeah. Um, you know. Oh, look! I see a celebrity, and there's Spider-Man, and I need <laughs> yeah. to take a picture. Uh, I would really this month, yeah. uh, outside of my. You know, maybe for every really, couple hours that I'm really on check the out floor the events. 
I want to go check out a room, a writer's room, or some kind of panel or something. Yeah, no, those are. Um, I mean, they're really cool. Uh, they're fun to do, and our, it keeps our, you out of the impulse, our, the the dangers of impulse buying on the on the yeah. show floor. Because that's that's my big problem with the with the alley is yeah, is right. it's a, it's an impulse buy uh, honey trap. Are are you is uh are you allowed to use like the voice recorders when they're talking or is that uh, I don't know if you can do that like in even panels? it I, depends uh, they'll, they'll like I do I wasn't even talking about like for the show so much as just like a personal thing like no, just I so if you I'm could on the, like if we're on the exhibition floor where they have all of the the shops or all of the mm -hmm. yeah the that part you can and all of the artists are in the background but yeah, yeah i was just wondering on the panels if you'd be a lot like I mean, if, I if that's allowed you know okay i'm sure uh, don't be obtrusive i'm sure yeah don't like yeah yeah i wasn't like yeah i wasn't hold up in front of everybody but yeah you know if you got a little recorder that you can keep in your pocket probably not not such a bad and then, thing last gotcha. but not least at least on the con uh every year i go i always try to get some kind of commission yeah um this year with between the profound and the profane, trying to make a presence there, uh, I've had to kind of allocate my funds a little differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I do have a particular artist who last year did my 90s, uh, we'll call it a mock Justice League commission, where I had that. That's really good. And yeah. uh, Freakazoid mm -hmm. and SWAT Cats. I, I remember um, that. <laughs> he was or is working on it in color. If he's going to be there, I thought about just asking him to bring the colored version of the artist print yeah it's 65 bucks i already know what i'm getting i don't have to worry about finding an artist um if that doesn't work if he's not going i really uh last year i came up with an idea i'm a big dragon ball z fan or dragon mm -hmm. ball fan however you want to look at it dragon ball dragon ball z dragon ball super not the biggest gt fan there are cool parts of it but still that's a whole nother argument for later um, there is no even deviant art of a old school turtle school Kamehameha wave. So I want a, yeah. and <laughs> for whatever reason, once you, when you go from a prime adult to a old person, mm -hmm. you shrink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I want a youthful Grandpa Gohan. I want a youthful Ox King. In a so Grandpa Gohan, I want in the Krillin style with no undergi. He just has the orange. Yeah. No blue. Okay. Uh, I want Grandpa Gohan or uh, Ox King in the Tien style, the green over the shoulder. Mm -hmm. But I want it orange with the the Z fighter, and I want Roshi in his. I want him middle aged, so he has the black hair. Yeah. Uh, instead of the gray hair, so he actually has hair. Yeah. 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 And max powered. So he's all super, super buff, and they're all launching a Kamehameha wave. That has never been done. I have looked and Googled and searched. Can't find and it anywhere. Nobody. Gotcha. Nobody has ever even said, Dude. hey, you know what would be a really cool idea? And that's what makes this so Dude, cool. Dude, you're going to want this to be done. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna need to make sure you meet your deadlines, man, because now it's out there. Now it's in the universe. And like then, It's been spoken. Um, <laughs> one of my – I have one artist – who is a reoccurring artist for me who has done one, two, three, four, four pieces for me now. Yeah. His name is Jim Mesling. Uh, he usually does um, Star Wars top cards. 
So he does a really good job of a bust or a head profile, and his style is, is that like a ba I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Is that like a ba like a Star Wars baseball card? What what yeah. kind of? Yeah. Oh, okay. Exactly like. That. Okay. All right. I was just making uh, he sure. Does, he's yeah. Done yeah. Star Wars. Um, he has an original comic book called The Bobcat that has two issues. The third issue will be crowdfunded at Comic Palooza, oh. so they are actually trying to get money and raising money for the third issue for the Bobcat. Um, and he did a really cool triple bust of the Shredder, uh, John Constantine, and a rough either... Uh, there's a, a point in time where Superman got transported back in time before the sun turned yellow, mm -hmm. and he didn't have any superpowers, and he had to f fight Vandal Savage. Okay. And he had... So he had to get a sword, and he had this crazy gruff beard and mustache... And I had him draw basically a caveman Superman. Okay. So this round, I want to do a triple version of, in honor of Deadpool, um, all the versions of Cable. So I want Strife, I want Cable, and I want Nate Gray X-Man. Okay. And the key factor in all of that, where, you know, Strife will be in the helmet, I want an aged and kind of techno-organic virus Cable, and I want a very young, youthful Nate Gray will be the yellow eye. Mm -hmm. And I want the eye lighting up in all three. And then the rest of it done in that really cool, muted, uh, heavy outline, washed out watercolor style. Okay. And, you know, that's that's basically what I got. That's my, uh, that's hopefully what I'm trying to gain out of my Comic Palooza experience for this year. Um, I really want to, uh, I want to make a presence for us. I'm trying to design a really fun, interactive, somewhere between 60 seconds to two minute interviews um, for the people that want to be a part of Between the Profound and the Profane. It'll give you guys a chance to, one, be on air. We're going to cut some kind of episode, uh, whether it be live or a Palooza specific or something. You know, It's going to be really, really fun uh, and give me a chance to interact with hopefully all our fans out there and make a lot of new friends and trash people along the way. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. Well... Here's to seeing it come to fruition because by the time this is put out, y'all out there, yeah, uh, it will it will have already passed. So within the next week, we should have all of those things online and and ready to go if they aren't already accompanying this episode. Indeed, hmm. absolutely. I for it, I like that one. <laughs> if you like things ending in twos, if twos are your favorite number, if you decided. You know what? Everything should just end in a multiple of two. Check out the deuce over at No Phony Network at nophonynetwork.com. Nicki Minaj's favorite podcast, presumably. Jack. Yarr! Talk about pirates. Aye, matey. I get it. Because I have one of them. But you don't know we have one of them. You're wearing... You're, you're wearing yeah, yeah, I, I know. Yeah. You're the eye patch. In order it's, to for it's for night vision. Yeah. Below deck. Yeah, exactly. Below deck and below other people's decks. Arr. I feel like that's a sexual reference. I'm going to blow your deck. Mountaineers. What's uh, what's that thing they always advertise for? Roll rollades or something. The skulls little and yeah. rattling. Yeah, that, that, yeah. <laughs>
Unless they're at the bar. I'm going to take your back. And <laughs> so tell me about some pirates, Ian. What you got? Oh, man. All right. Well, for this next bit here, guys, I'm going to have to be able to read. Um, and that's highly distracting to me and probably you. Yeah, Electric Jack can't read for shit, dude. I mean, my eyes actually hurt just from something I did. Um, all right. So, uh, all right, anyways, uh, so did on this uh, subject of pirates and the open seas, um, you guys uh, each chose a pirate, right? Just, yes. uh, you did, did. You, you each chose a pirate. Chose a pirate, you know, and uh, I, think I had been... About my pirate. Well, yeah, and I had... Uh, so I had basically thought about this uh, like pretty much for about the past week straight about the <laughs> different kinds of pirates. And er, so I was like, what pirates do I want to do? There's so many to pick. And so what I decided... Did you have a top ten? Well, what I ended up doing was I broke it down to three of them. So I decided I want the pirate with the best rum. And then I decided I want the pirate with the best hair. And then I decided I want the pirate with the best parrot. That was a tricky one. Did pirates actually walk around without their hats on? Like, can you have a pirate with the best hair? Oh, dude, yeah. Well, so like the hair goes like long past. Yeah, gotta so have the hair. Yeah, I mean, I wear hats all the time, but I still have like the best hair in podcasting. You know, one of one of three best hairs in podcasting. <laughs> all the best hair in podcasting. <laughs> all the best. Who's So who had the best oh. rum in piracy? Ian? So, uh, the person who had the best rum and piracy, like, he had so much of, of his own product, product that he ended up dying from it eventually. <laughs> but, uh, you might know him as Captain Morgan, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, for real. Are you that, telling me that was a real person? Yeah, yeah, he was a real person. And he really and red, like... Captain he he wore yeah he he wore he wore some red he wore uh like he he did a lot of things like I'm pretty sure he's muddy a lot but he did have some nice clothes too um anyways yeah he Captain Morgan was actually or originally he was Welsh like that's that's where he's from did he change his name did he change his nationality afterwards yeah well so actually yeah sort of like he he doesn't like he like i've seen pictures of him and he doesn't really look that english he looks kind of odd i mean then again they're all Side hand drawn fact, my pirate is also welsh I mean, oh we really that the, the welsh are odd looking people so, <laughs> yeah I, I mean, that, that could interesting be connection yeah, that's also, uh, yeah. Black Bart was also Welsh. Really? Oh. For, wait, that's who you chose? Black right? Bart? Bar Bart. Bartholomew Roberts. Oh. Yeah, he was, yeah. But that, wow, so we all Black chose. Black Bart. Black, yeah, different. Right. Yeah, different. different yeah, different pirate. So with uh, with him, he was, he was Welsh. Uh, he was born in uh, 1635. Um, as a side note for the future, he died uh, August 25th, uh, 1688. From the rum, my notes say. From, from the rum? <laughs> from the rum. He really now, did. From the rum, do you mean like scurvy? Because there was no... No, no a crate of rum was... Uh, <laughs> like fell on it? Fell on it. Fell on it. It, fell, it fell... A crate of rum fell at like... And at one of those diagonal points, just the point, <laughs> it landed right on his liver. And the rum killed him like really hard. It really scarred <laughs> it up. Really scarred up Did his you liver. Say a diagonal point? Yeah, an entire crate of rum. Yeah, like it fell it directly on his liver. Yeah, just you know, like I mean, a corner. You know what I mean? You know, but what yeah. if barrels are round? Well, I was thinking of a crate of individual bottles. Oh, yeah, like okay, a box. yeah. Okay, I'm like, 
I'm thinking yeah. a bundled crate of rum no, no, barrels. No, like like a hel- no, like a no, like no, a no, helicopter no. flew over with a big crate point? of rum. <laughs> What's the point of this conversation? Because the barrels are round. Oh, okay. oh. fell on his lip. Yeah, cool. I got it now. Yeah. we're good. Yeah, we're yeah, metaphor. and <laughs> we're good. And I everybody's it's a, here. It's a I'm here. You're here. You're here. <laughs> we're, we're all here. We're all here. We're we're on this boat Old together. Crater rum. Yar. <laughs> okay. So that's, uh, yes. that's how his life is. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, and, and yeah. So that's that's when he dies. Uh, I don't know. Ingesting rum killed you. He deserved a lot worse. <laughs> 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 He's kind of a dick. Did he oh yeah. By the way, uh, he his nickname Morgan the Terrible, and he was kind of a dick. My notes say. Uh, <laughs> Did he have a smell so, to him? Did you say that? Not probably, caps? probably rum. Probably rum. Yeah, he smelled of rum and like probably uh, I don't know, just uh, bad, bad decisions. Bad decisions. Just <laughs> rum and bad decisions is like his cologne of choice. I mean, and I, I, I've worn Captain Morgan scent before. Oh yeah, yeah, I've worn it for like few, few months, few, few years, maybe. There's nothing uh, straight wrong with the spiced rum scent. No, no, you get really used to it, and it kind of becomes it's the sh- it's the sweaty shame that uh, that doesn't wash off. <laughs> That's when you just change your name to Jerry and start calling yourself a sailor. Yeah, either that or just change your name to Electric Jack, start wearing an eye patch. People ask questions like, "Why is that so tight on your head?" And you're like, "It's electrical." Tape. <laughs> it's electrical tape because I'm a homemade genius. <laughs> All right, well, and uh, are, are we so still, now still, I don't know about yeah. Morgan? Well, yeah, yeah, and and I was gonna say I was gonna ask you guys like uh, just a quick question uh, on your pirates. Did you have issues with uh, finding like history of like their early lives, like what actually like their the real only like history early lives? That I got are. from my pirate about early life is that he had a pre-existing wife. Oh, pre-existing, pre-existing no, wife. He, so his wife of, existed he, before him. Does he have to file that? He was married twice, so there oh. was a pre-existing wife. Oh, okay. Uh, he went off to, and I guess I can just segue into my pirate. Oh, uh, or oh. no, you still got. Yeah, yeah. I was just asking if you guys had trouble finding like their early lives because uh, with Captain, with both of the pirates, I chose. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Nah, I mean, it, it, it's... Yours is... It's like... Well, yours was a sober man, correct? It starts, Just, uh, at, like, it starts as soon as they step on a pirate ship. Like, you got oh, a okay. like, oh, yeah, born over here to this person. Uh, it maybe. shows where they're born, and then nothing. And then it's like, right? oh, when he was 13, he got on a pirate ship. Okay, so, like, yeah, but there's nothing in, like, early lives for either of yours then, really, though. Uh, like, nothing early be- life. Nothing beyond um, uh, young adult. I mean, yeah, okay. in all honesty, 18, what would you what 16. would you write about what what would you write about a baby? I don't know, just like if you're raising like I don't know, he like killed the, his first you know, boy when he was six years old. Yeah, exactly. He like he stabbed it, him through the heart. And yeah, said, like there's just like no record whatsoever of what they like on my, both my pirates. Like there's nothing for like the first seventeen years of their life. Like, which I figured back then, like, I figured that there'd be something crazy going on. Like, oh, he sur- he got the plague three times and he survived it. You know, uh, No, something. I mean, that's not, that's not how pi- pirates aren't superheroes with oh. special powers. They're, but I want, you I want them to the be. They're, they're merchant marines. If who, you had your fucking awesome hat Who just end up uh, deciding that they're, ty- so, that they're tired of uh, 
making little money working for the government and <laughs> that they make more money stealing from the government. So, ah, okay. <laughs> That's what a pirate well, is. Well, see, I couldn't find much on mine, on my guy. But anyways, like, basically, as far as uh, history can show, he uh, started pirating, like, during the uh, Spanish... Uh, what exactly? It wasn't the Spanish Inquisition. It was, um, it was another Spanish war. I'm just going to say that... Anyways, his first major Spain raid... Spain was fighting a lot of people. At the yeah, time. yeah, it was a big thing. And he was fighting for, uh, for England. Like, he was Welsh, and he was fighting for, for England. And he was actually pri he was actually pirating for England was was his original thing, um, was just pirating, and so he'd go to boats and like attack them and he he be he was uh he was he was a really bad uh, captain like he was a really bad navigator I should say like he had the worst like sense of direction and like the worst ideas of how to attack on water yeah so um, he wasn't a good like ocean pirate um, at all really. Um, so one of his uh, first raids, he went to uh, Port Portobello. Uh, Mushroom. It was well, it was Portobello. Uh, it was basically near Panama, essentially. It was right in that the area. Port of Bello. Mushroom. Yeah, yeah. The way they say it, though, it's Portobello. <laughs> of course. Mushroom. Mushroom. Exactly. And so he he went there, and that's where he literally ran three ships to ground, like literally just smashed them in. And him and 50 uh, of his pirate crew, uh, full of scurvy, just, like, decimated the entire local population and stole, like, they stole a ton of Spanish gold. And then they, uh, they sunk another, uh, where does it say here? I believe they, oh, they crashed three of their major ships in that one. So, yes, the three ships they crashed into the shore were, like, their real pirate ships, like the government-issued big-ass ships. Um, oh, actually, yeah. Right, yeah, government. Yeah, that's what it was. They, he was a he was a pirateer, and um, I actually should have kept reading this uh, closer. So he actually, what he did is he he went to Portobello. He he uh, didn't crash the ships on Portobello, but the very next one is where he crashed the three ships. He uh, then assembled. Uh, when you 1500. say the very next one, are you talking port? Yeah, he went from a port. Port Bello to uh, Porto Principe in Panama, and he ended up. Uh, that's where after that first raid, he had he had fifteen hundred men. After that, and he cra he ended up crashing in three ships into shore, took fifteen hundred uh, men, and they literally just destroyed Panama City. They went from because uh, I think that's where yeah that's Panama Canal. So it's, it's a very thin. Maybe there could be down there, and yeah, so it's a really thin country. You know, that's where the is that what you said? thin, thin, yeah. like yeah, it's not. It's on the map. yeah, Panama. It's the, it's where the Panama Canal is. So like it's it's the narrowest point. And he took fifteen hundred men and just like and uh, it turns out he uh, he was really into the slave trade. Uh, so <laughs> most of those fifteen hundred men were uh, yeah not too happy to be there to begin with. I mean, yeah. So um, he took 50 armed literally decimated Panama, like across almost across the entire map, and um, he basically ended up, uh, you know, English at, at that point, and apparently at that point, England and Spain had just signed a peace treaty, and that was Spanish territory that he was doing that through. 
So uh, what the English did is they noble the nobles decided to arrest Captain Morgan for his crimes against the Spanish. They brought him back to the city where he was touted as a hero by the people, and the English gave him Jamaica, and he drank rum and lived happily until the ripe old age of 50, because that's when you die when you drink that much rum. Also, really into sugar. Dude was crazy about sugar. I mean, who wouldn't be? Yeah, like, he like he loved the stuff to the point, like, those... Sounds more like diabetes. His Not apparently sure. all that it might it probably I'm sure he I'm sure he had diabetes. Oh, yeah, I'm sure the but um, diabetes. Yeah, but no, diabetes. his apparently like one thing that was found um is that he had, and he also got married before he died uh, to Mary Elizabeth. But yeah, like when the, after he died, they found out his liver was just like literally scar tissue. Like was it was literally a chunk of scar tissue, and that's why he died. <laughs> There was Sir, nothing left of your it. Your liver is incomplete. And um, yeah, that's how his story ends. He uh, he he literally is hated in South America. Like you know, like everyone here is like, yeah, Captain Morgan. He had the best drum, and he Delicious. was a really good pirate. And it turns out, no, he crashed ton. And and the, and that's just like one little story. He literally did this from England through the, like i'm yeah he he went to a lot of places not just the one i mentioned yeah so like yeah by the, by the time he died he he uh he owned jamaica essentially <laughs> and lived in paradise not bad. <laughs> yeah yeah if you have to die owning an island might as well die in jamaica yeah dude no he is he did he did well for himself so who had the best hair in piracy Oh, okay. Well, I was actually going to ask uh, you guys uh, what one of yours was, if you guys had a... Uh, let's see. Uh, how about you, Chris? What, who was I, your pirate? I, and just, if you you don't have to have as much as I do. I, I did um, a lot of... <laughs> Edward James Kenway. Okay, mm-hmm. Edward James Kenway. Uh, he was Welsh-born. Also a privateer. Okay, turned yeah. Turned pirate who later became an assassin. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah nice. Right. Um, he was part of the British Navy. He or was, not so nice. <laughs> he was stationed in the West Indies. Okay, yeah, um, well, yeah. That's so. That's I, would, around I would assume Captain he Morgan's was part territory. of the uh, pirates and the West India Trading Company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be um, part of it. Um, um, he had his own ship when he turned pirate, called the Jackdaw. Which was a cool ship okay. that had it had uh, it was in the time of like whaling, and and when you know we had to go out there and hunt your shit. Yeah. Uh, so it had a, uh, I guess you would would it be a uh, the equivalent of a dinghy? Um, a buoy. Yeah, yeah a dinghy. Like a, what? I mean, it's a small boat. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a small yeah, yeah, whaling I got a job. boat. Yeah, I got you. To go out and get the whales and the sharks and yeah. the, like your bigger prey. old school tugboats. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was feared and respected for his skill at the helm of his ship and his combat prowess. Okay, so this guy knew how to pilot a ship, um, not just crash it every time. Not he only was. was he skilled, but he also earned the respect of Edward Thatch. Uh, for oh. those who don't know, Edward Thatch is the infamous Blackbeard. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he, even though he was a, an assassin, he da- adapted his own creed or the assassin creed, the code that they called it, uh, for wealth, power, and infamy. 
So it was um, it was a creed. What kind of creed was it? Like uh, like an assassin's creed, dude, <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude. You're the worst. <laughs> some sort of bond, some sort of creed, if you will. He was uh, <laughs> trained to wield dual swords. Yeah, by Blackbeard. Yeah, he was. And <laughs> Salt Snake. What? And. Maybe you can tell me since you're more of in the pirate lore. Do you know who uh, Benjamin Hornigold is? I do, I do, and he actually comes up in my story as well. If uh, what is does he have a pirate name? Because uh, obviously he was or Benjamin. Or, uh, no, I, in my Thatch. note, in my notes, I have him down. Edward Thatch is Blackbeard. So yes, yes. Uh, let me let me see here. Where where is? Uh, I'm pretty sure I call him. There, um, there it is, Horny Goat. I called him Horny Goat because he was kind of a dick. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Uh, much, That's my nickname Much for him. like Blackbeard, who carried anywhere from 12 to 15 flintlock pistols. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he carried four flintlock pistols, the full size, yeah, on his yeah. chest for... Uh, Which were just for reload purposes. Just for context, like they were just shy of blunderbusses back then in the sixties. Yeah, they were I mean, pre mus pre musket. Probably a full chest from from end yeah. to end. Yeah. For yeah. we'll call them fucking hand cannons. Muskets. Quite literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. He had skills at uh, throwing knives. He let's see. He had a pair of hidden blades. He had a blowpipe and rope darts, and when he retired, wow. he the only thing he held on to from his pirate slash assassin lifestyle was his dual assassin gauntlets, and he had a cane with a blade in the cane that turned oh, into a sword. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then you know he kind of did he have a did he, he have a ball <clears throat> with a squid in it like <laughs> just a live? He squid. ended up. Um, <laughs> being the maternal father and grandfather to two prominent figures after um, and I guess you could say his son turned uh, privateer back towards the British British Navy okay so he, he, I don't yeah. know what I'm sure there's a word for the people that actually hunted the pirates. Yeah, they uh they were essentially they were I mean, I know they, they were, were the military, um, but I'm sure they had yeah. names. They had the navy and then they also did have essentially It was their, just the British navy. It was British private it was pretty British much they were still so privateers. So he, he basically jumped less, ship yeah. from yeah. being raised a pirate became uh, a pirate hunter. educated and jumped ship to the British Navy and became yeah, a pirate hunter. Exactly. And yeah. then that person He's like, I'm a badass pirate. You wanna uh, know where these guys the are? His son ended up falling in love with an Indian on the American islands and they had a son and the son reverted back the other way into the <laughs> life of privateering. Okay. Gotcha. And you know, that's that's mine. Okay. Oh, Alright, right. cool. Um and actually, yours kind of goes into mine, my second one, mm -hmm. um, which was actually kind of the inspiration. Like, I, I was watching some TV, and, like, the name came up, and I started thinking about pirates. And, like, the pirate with the best hair is actually, he's, 
he goes by a few different last names because once again like it was really tough for me to find on my pirates like their story in life and with this guy his name could be eddie thatch eddie thatcher uh eddie uh blunderbutt eddie uh pikachu edward eddie teach. edward teach is another one uh but there's actually a lot of debate because they actually don't black his uh birth date is uh near bristol uk around 1680 they literally like that like that's so anyways i'm calling him eddie thatcher because that sounds like a cool pirate name like eddie thatcher i think that's the most agreed upon name uh for like real name for him yeah although i think there's uh, a few i'm there's... pretty sure even the people who were like oh yeah no that's his name it's like no that's not actually his name that's probably just what he went by uh by the time quite, he shows up on record quite, quite possibly and um yeah he he fought um let's see the all right so basically he ended up joining uh the navy uh obviously the um the british navy and he uh fought in the spanish succession and that's like kind of his first thing when he shows up he's like i'm guessing he was probably 15 or 16 years old maybe a little bit older um but yeah he anyways after that was over he basically was jobless like the navy is like okay we're done with you yeah and um he just hung out and all these guys that he was working with out there on the navy were like also crazy british people they were pirates that were paid like they 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 were flying the british flag but for all intents and purposes they're just being pirates and um a few of them actually i'm sure were and anyways what he ended up doing was he was like well shit i still know all these people with boats and i don't have any money so he turned pirate and he he went to the bahamas mm -hmm. and there's this little little place uh i just seen it on a map it's just a little dot out there it's like nasu i think it's like a little city yeah, on an nassau. island nassau yeah and um that's where he actually and that's where um eddie thatcher blackbeard that's where he met and worked for um ben horny goat yeah. That's what I yeah that's Benjamin Hornigold. Yeah 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 I call him uh, Ben Hornigold. Okay. And uh, he worked for him, and he he started off he was he was pretty decent um, at what he knew what he was doing uh, as far as pirating goes, and he went from second mate and got moved up to first mate working for um, Ben Hornigold, <laughs> and he uh, he seized plundered uh, eight merchant ships from Maine to Florida um and then basically out uh let's see so he worked for him for a while and then uh what ended up happening was he he kind of broke off from uh horny goat but on i think it was on relatively good terms and then he went up and um out pirated this guy named steve steed Bennett, and he was known as the gentleman pirate and this guy like he was he was a complete he he built his own pirate ship he uh, pirate steel he built other, his own he literally ship. he was a gentleman or he, he worked had it commissioned he no he had it commissioned okay. he sat he's he was but he, but yes he he was a he was known all that said was he was a landowner that's all it said so um he was a landowner but he wanted to be a pirate so badly my heart so desires to be on the ocean stealing boats but the thing was he wasn't 
he didn't really want to steal boats and he just wanted to sail on the ocean and <laughs> call himself himself a pirate and uh anyways uh blackbeard like met up with this guy like and guy. just was like no 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 like I'll work for you, but you're actually going to work for me is how this is going to work because yeah. you're terrible at what you're doing. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so under basically um, uh, Blackbeard's control instead of the captain, they took over uh, 15 ships in three weeks. And uh, he actually, and the thing was, was he actually, uh, it's, it's actually up for debate if he ever actually killed anybody. Like, if he himself... Like, some of his crew definitely did because uh, the pirates worked for him and he actually had issues with a lot of them for their violent ways. Really? But he actually... Um, his thing was, he actually was just extremely in intimidating. He was, like, six foot tall, which was very tall at the time. And he had long black hair. He, had, he, did, he did long black hair and dreadlocks. And he would go ahead and tie, like, ribbons into the dreadlocks. Yeah. And then he would tie... Um, cannon fuses lit cannon fuses onto his hair and he would literally be strapped with up to six cross belts of of pistols mm -hmm. and he would just go in there and i mean he wouldn't actually there's actually no evidence that he would actually shoot anybody mostly when he was firing it was like basically warning shots and to scare people and um over um so after he had gotten uh, those 15 ships just through intimidation, essentially, he uh, then took those 15 ships and he took over a French army ship that had 500 slaves and 40 cannons on it. That's a nice ship. Yeah, it was, and it's a really... 40 cannons? 40 cannons, mm. which was a shit ton. That's, a, that's the kind of ship I want to be... Yeah, he they Captaining. they yeah they were loaded with them, and uh, he actually at that at that point he didn't just have fifteen ships because part of the thing he would do is when he'd take over uh, ships, he and his men, the people that he brought with him, would take over these ships, and whatever if like the, over those fifteen ships, probably six to seven of them, he actually after he'd take over, he would have the the people on those ships actually sneak out. And uh, he would have them. He'd have them go out on those boats and actually go away. Mm -hmm. Like he wouldn't. He wouldn't just kill them and like or kill them or just leave them out in the ocean. He actually would give them like he'd be like, all right, there's there's fifty of you. You take these two ships, go on home. And um, that was that. And so he had just had three ships at this point. He took his three biggest ships and took over this massive ship with forty cannons. Um, he ended up uh, taking that boat. He uh, he he. I think he painted the sails black, if I'm not mistaken, and put his logo, which is this devil holding uh, like an arrow. It's the skeleton of the devil, like holding like a big spear, and he's like jumping out, kind of at you. Like mm -hmm. it's pretty. It's pretty. It's a pretty badass little flag there. And anyways, he uh, he names the boat the Queen Anne's Revenge. Um, cause Captain Dandy ended up calling his boat the Queen Anne. So he, he took this really badass boat and named it the Queen Anne's Revenge. And that was his fucking, like, that was his ship. Like, that was the ship when you think of Blackbeard. And it was, it was fucking crazy. And after he had that, he just took over the West Indies like a fucking boss, according to my notes. Um, then, uh, after taking over the, the, yes, yes. 
And after he took over um, the Caribbean, which is which is the West Indies, it's, yeah. and uh, he decided to go to the Yucatan, and then he learned, he he got himself named uh, El Gran Diablo, and I think they said that means the, the goat. Devil. It's is it the goat devil, the great devil? Grand Diablo is the yeah, big devil. that'd be the big, the big devil. devil. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's and anyways, that's that was his nickname in the Yucatan. Like instead of. Like when they refer to him, they call him the Big Devil rather than uh, Blackbeard. Yeah. <laughs> and um. Anyways, after that, he he took he he uh took he took over fucking everything. He started going north. He uh then finally went up to North Carolina, where he he was uh, out he was out by Charleston, North Carolina, and he actually ended up blocking off the port. His his men needed like booze and medicine and like everything so he just went out and he literally blocked charleston for six straight days and he held these people um hostage yeah. all these there was a boat with rich people and he literally would just take everything that was coming into charleston or out and just was like no no, no i'm taking all your shit and he took he took these rich people held them hostage for from charleston and uh he had them he had the like government end up sending him out all the stuff that he wanted and the people almost died that was the first uh time where he actually was like really going to kill some people and it turns out his men just wanted to escape when they like they just didn't like the fact that he didn't kill people enough that like they they were, they wanted to drink and maraud and he was like no, no no we can drink a little bit but like maraud not so much we're just gonna kind of take their shit without hurting them yeah and the crew didn't like that so anyways that's when uh, he found out about how his crew felt essentially <laughs> or, or a good portion of his crew not all of them and he ended up uh, from there he got what he needed uh, but he decided to get the fuck out of there because he just held up like a, a whole colony essentially <laughs> uh, for, entire... for six days an entire you Town. know more than a state at that point like these were like miniature countries for England yeah you know um so yeah he he had to get the fuck out of there and he just uh ended up going like literally 15 miles north <laughs> he went away like it was really close where by. else are you gonna go yeah he just went like oh oh we, we lost him because he had really big sails so he actually his boat was actually very fast and definitely more powerful than other Fucking I boats. mean, if you remember on uh, what was it, Methodists and Ants, our big ups to Houston mm -hmm. uh, episode, we talk about uh, what was his name, Jean Lafitte, and yeah. he did about the same thing, but for the Gulf, he went from like Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and he's <laughs> like, oh, I fucked up over here. I'm gonna go, go to the little yeah, island. Yeah, go to the little island, There's right? A little island over <laughs> We're there. We're outside the swamp. Yeah, that's a good one. And bounce down to Galveston. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah, and that's basically what he did. Like he really didn't go that far. I mean, it's probably more than fifty miles, but you get the drift. And ah! he, uh, ha, <laughs> driftwood. Good joke on my part. <laughs> the, uh, but anyways, yeah. So he went about fifteen miles north, uh, roughly, and just hung out. And um, that's when he sent uh, the gentleman pirate. He was still in contact with this guy. All right. Okay. Like he wasn't. They weren't on the same boat. They weren't on the same yeah. crew. But he still has contacts. This is where uh, uh, Blackbeard uh, tells the gentleman prior, "Hey, you know how you're really wanting." He's like, "Oh my, yes. They're all looking for me." Um, <laughs> he is very proper with everything, and he was like, "Well, you know, uh, North Carolina, the 
or he's like in in Virginia they're uh, offering pirates pardons you just have to go there uh, you know state your case and uh, not pirate anymore and you'll be forgiven he's like oh I will go right now let me put down my tea <laughs> and uh, and so he goes up to Virginia tells them that he's he goes to the governor's office and he's like oh pardon me good good governor sir sir I'm a pirate you see and I've committed many crimes I've Oh, I've, I've nearly murdered a man once. And uh, that's when the governor executes him. Like, literally, like, arrests him in his office and then sends him to the gallows. Because why are you coming to my state and just telling me, oh, I'm a pirate against your country? Okay. And, uh... And uh, he, the reason Blackbeard did that was it was because like he had heard rumors that maybe there was pardons going around, but uh, it turns out one of his one of the people that he knows, kind of like a friend of a friend of his, turns out to end up being in charge of North Carolina, not Virginia, and it and literally he ends up getting a uh, he ends up getting a pardon from him. Like, like he just ends up giving him a shitload of gold, did essentially. Did give pardons? Yeah, at yeah, back point, then. At, back, at that point, they did. Still dealing in, like, the 1600s. Yeah, this is pre-America. This is yeah. total British control. Absolutely. This is, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, he ends up, he after hanging out for a little bit, it turns out that uh, somebody that he knows and knew the governor and was like, hey, I can give you a bunch of money. And, uh, you know, you can pardon this guy and he can keep giving you you know, a quarter of his fucking plunder. Yeah. And, you know, the governor's like, oh, well, that's cool. Well, how like, about that? Yeah, he's like, don't do he's it here. Nice. Yeah, he was like, don't do it in my state. Uh, do it to those Virginia fuckers. And, yeah. uh, yeah, you just cut me, cut me my part and it's all good. Virginia yeah. And he, yeah, he, none of them were a fan of Virginia, apparently. So, um, let's see here. That's that's getting close to the very end of the tale. Um, okay, so uh, a few years goes by. Um, he had he had slowed down on he had slowed down on his pirating escapades. After that, you know, after getting pardoned, he actually did. It kind of hindered him not being able to plunder an entire state, you yeah. know. So it was a slowdown. Um, I I do believe he got married. I don't think I actually have that have it down in my notes. Who unfortunately sorry about that but anyways um he yeah he ended up slowing out with the pirating thing but like he ended up getting kind of hungry for sugar like these guys back then they Dude, really loved their you could have you could have ruled entire countries with a butterfinger oh my god oh a butterfinger oh dude it's just a bag of reese's pieces like oh you would oh god i can't imagine so yeah, anyways, he got hunger for sugar. Took over this little you island. Butterfinger on your deathbed. <laughs> it it was like him and um. Let me see how many how many men. Um. Uh, I think it was uh yeah. So he had twenty men. It was him, a, a small crew of twenty. They decided they want this uh, island sugar, so they went to this island. Took you know basically took over the island. It was like hey, we have all the sugar we ever fucking want right I here. Mean, how nice is that? Exactly, and then uh, Edward uh, Cockenblock from mm -hmm. Virginia stopped stopped all the good times. Edward Cock and Ed, Block. Yeah, Ed, Edward Cockenblock 
uh, from Virginia stopped all the good times. That's what I have in my <laughs> notes. Uh, 60 of Cockerblock's men uh, sneak attacked uh, sneak attacked Blackbeard and his men in the middle of the night like they they had managed to track him down. Um, there's a whole story with Calico Jack which is another pirate mm -hmm. and that's how like they were following Calico Jack and then Calico Jack was actually also friends with Eddie Thatcher. So like they're having a big island like sugar party because uh, this is on sugar. yeah. This is the 1600s. Party yeah. on sugar. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and yeah. So uh, anyways, they sneak attack him. Uh, his men were actually like far better. Uh, Blackbeard's men were far better fighters overall, and they they killed at a much higher ratio. But he was outnumbered three to one. And uh, most of his men died, and uh, most of Blackbeard's men died. And then uh, for Blackbeard himself, he actually like he was one of the, he was like the last person to be killed, and he ended up getting uh, stabbed twenty times, uh, like, and he had five bullet wounds. And that's when uh, someone that's when like a guy came up and literally cut off his head. Yeah, but he was still like he was fighting like through uh, twenty stab wounds and five bullet wounds. I mean, adrenaline. And those are yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of holes in you to be fighting. That's a lot and, of stuck. Yeah, uh, and then they cut off his head, and they uh, ended up using it like a some creepy fucking jack lantern on uh, the ship from Virginia that they took. Oh, you know. Yeah. The the winning side. Yeah. Which I thought that was kind of... And what just to tie it all in with aliens, uh, North Carolinans call these the mystery lights that appear over the ocean in North Carolina, uh, they call them Teachy Torches. Teachy? Yeah, Teachy Torches. Yeah. Yeah. After Edward Teach. Yeah. That's one of his names. Interesting. So, yeah, I found that out. I found that out actually earlier today. Like, I found that... That was one of the last things I found out. It just kind of popped up. I was like, oh... Interesting. Last <laughs> tidbit of cool pirate information. My guy had a, I think he called it a diving bell. <laughs> a diving bell. Oh, okay. Basically, a super heavy piece of metal. So yeah. You jump he, off and dive to the bottom. Yeah. Of the you, you hold it. You have like a little rope connect, and you just oh, go straight cool. down. I thought that was Did your guys have anything like that? No, not that I know of. Um, really, the all the craziest swimmers that I that I found was uh, was Captain Morgan. If you're guys. going to like, they, <laughs> but I don't know if they used anything like weights or anything to go straight down to the bottom. Actually, they might have. How big they of did, a ship they did would you actually treasure. like want if you were pirating? Uh, Blackbeard at one point, uh, one of his favorite smaller ships that just had thirty cannons, but it was a small ship. It had way too many cannons on it. Um, but it's it was called it was called a, a sleuthy. It was or or a or a, sloop. A, a sloop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a sloop. Uh, and that's what uh, I would say that because I think it was about thirty foot long. Uh, you could fit. A lot of cannons on it, or you, you could just could, have a couple, and you could fit yeah. a lot of people. A good, a good bit of yeah. Crew. I mean, yeah, but yeah, in, a decent amount. In retrospect, yeah, exactly. In retrospect, my camper is thirty-four feet long. It's not a lot of space. Yeah, but when it comes a little to bit ships, wider, they're a little bit wider. Deep? Yeah, exactly. Ships are deep. Like yeah, 
you build them deep. Yeah, the, like these boats were really boats were way taller back then because they were made out of a lot heavier materials. They were made out of solid wood instead of like what we use today. It's like I don't have super. That's why boats aren't necessarily super deep. About today, old Bartholomew for Roberts, part. although he was born uh, John Roberts. Also Welsh, just as, as everybody else was, apparently. Yeah, apparently. All pirates were Welsh. <laughs> and he is labeled as being the most successful pirate of the Golden Age of Piracy. Uh, operating what is between the Golden Age? Oh, 17, oh. Well, he was between 1719 and 1722, he, so he only lasted like and, four fucking years. And actually... Three, three years. That's an interesting we'll point, because, like um, yeah, I did read that, uh, yeah, that he was the richest of all the pirates. The way that they measure it is in number of vessels captured and owned. Yeah. He, and Bartholomew Roberts took 400 vessels. So by, by the time he died, he had 470 vessels wow. under his command. I didn't even know it was that. Wow, man. I say Blackbeard actually is one of the lowest ranking um, in term because he actually was like very like That's like I said he insane. didn't he didn't like to kill people or leave them out in the ocean like he wouldn't do it or people vessels. Nah, like he had a kind of a, and because of that he really was one of the poor Blackbeard was one of the poor spires. Well, also you're taking like when you're taking ships out of the famous that is ones. the ability to take more things when you're only taking. Uh, material wealth. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's going to get spent up on exactly on, on food <laughs> on your on feeding your on, on your men. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas you have if to pay them. <laughs> you're taking ships, and you would you, you would, would just acquire Kinway assassinating across the uh, across the ocean. You take as many ships as possible, right? <laughs> that's how you do it. Ramming speed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's what man. If I had a fucking ship, it would all be it'd be all about maneuverability for me. I would I, want I would, a big ship. Uh, you know, you need a big ship in your. Yeah, in but your, in your you fleet, don't your want to command the big ship. No, you don't want to be on the big ship. You want to be on the fast ship. Yeah, that's true. You want true. your first mate to be on the big ship. Yeah, that's, and a lot yeah, of what Roberts point. did was exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I guess it was Blackbeard was doing, where he would just sail into a port and be like, "Give me all your things, guys." And if uh, if he saw the captains of the of like the merchant ships. Uh -huh. port abandon their ships he would hold them accountable for abandoning their ships uh like tying them to the masts and like yeah he was a lot them. he was a lot more brutal it, it, yeah it, it, blackbeard actually didn't torture people either like uh, he, he was literally all about just scaring but he would right. also I heard then, that your man and was the way one of that the... he would <laughs> he would get these ships is you know he shows up uh, at a port and he he you know people are fleeing the city people are fleeing their ships and the people that stay behind he's like hey you'd make a great pirate why don't you yeah. help me take this ship from your coward captain, and you can hang out with me for a while. Sounds uh, a lot better than die, good sir. I'll kill you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I'll kill you. I'll, I'll kill all the men in, the, in their sleep uh, you like tonight. That? Have you, you ever know, had a strawberry? Like, that reminds cupcake? me of just the Princess Bride. <laughs> uh, the Red Pirate Roberts, based on Bartholomew. Good job, Wesley. You did a great job. Continue it up. I'll kill you tomorrow. Lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the idea of the Dread Pirate Roberts was based oh, on okay. uh, from Honestly, the Princess Bride gotcha. was based on uh, 
but uh yeah so he was he, yeah he was a lot more he was a lot more brutal uh, he was a lot than, more uh, likely to go into a town and kill all the men in the night in town during the night and they didn't take everything another thing that was different with him if i if i'm not mistaken he was the sober pirate correct yeah, he drank like, a lot he, of tea he drank tea he didn't yeah, like if, he didn't like drunkenness like, it no yeah uh, like uh, sobriety is a bit of a uh, but they, he was constantly seen drinking tea. He was yeah. constantly dressed in. As far as I had heard, he hadn't. He was. He wouldn't drink alcohol at all. Now that that's not to say it's sixteen hundred. So yeah, there's he didn't other like things. Drunkenness. So drunkenness yeah. was a thing that he did not allow on his uh, on his vessels and on his ships because being drunk on sea is a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> especially when you're pirating. <laughs> uh, he, he became the captain of his own ship within six weeks or two weeks of being on his first ship because his first captain was was killed very, very quickly. Oh, wow. Um, Damn. Uh, and he was... The, you, you can see how he got his ways because he, he starts out uh, on a merchant ship, you know, working legit yeah. uh, at 13. And that ship, that first ship that he gets on, is ransacked by pirates. So he's forced to join the pirate crew. Oh, okay. And, yeah. uh, and from there, he turns out he's a great navigator so oh the, yeah, yeah the pirate who, who who kidnapped him at first is like you're going to be my navigator from now on is uh captain davis and then captain davis is killed in a raid okay. and they elect this young 14 year old kid to, and he, he was kind of a, he was a popular pirate in of him in of himself correct oh people liked him people really seemed to enjoy yeah. him as a person <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was I, very... I think i actually seen him pop up on my um on when I was doing all this pirate research, I think I seen his original captain up there. And here's a quote uh, attributed to him that touches back on some ideas from our uh, what was it, Honkers Billions, where we talk about illegalism. Oh, okay. I watched that episode the other day. It was still funny. In an honest, in an honest service, there's so thin commons, low wages, and hard labor. In this, plenty and satiety, pleasure and ease, liberty and power. And who would not balance creditor on this side when all the hazard that is run for it, at worst, is only a sour look or two at choking? No, a merry life and a short one shall be my motto. Scrooge McDuck. A merry life and a short one. <laughs> I'll drink to that. <laughs> what are you having, a merry short one? A merry short That actually does sound like a good name for a drink. A merry short a one. A merry short one. Yeah, a merry like a short one. Drink. Well, like six, six ounce like? drink. I don't know exactly what it would be, but it sounds tropical and tasty. Eye. A merry short one. <laughs> uh, it involves some kind of. What would your pirate name be? Well, clearly mine um, is Electric Jack. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, I have to say it right. Electric Jack. Yarr, matey! My name is Electric Jack, and I'm an old man from America! Yarr! <laughs> really bad accent work on my part. Too, if it wasn't for you, you get the idea. Kids. <laughs> yeah, so this is the new me. I'll probably be wearing this every day from now on. <laughs> I like it. I like it. If I had to use my own name... It would be the only exception that I would use my full name. Yeah. And my oh, people yeah. call me Captain Christopher. <laughs> oh, okay. Just because it's nice. Okay. You like how, you like how it rings? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think that there's a there, there's I don't some think sort I'd of be a, a dread pirate or a 
you know, most ruthless, of those nicknames come uh, after death. Uh, from, from from like the readings that I've ever done on pirates, it's like Blackbeard. People didn't call him Blackbeard to his face. Well, he would kill you for that, right? Uh, you, you know, no, or no, like no. Uh, I thought he hated that. Nickname. Black Bart uh, is what Bartholomew oh. Roberts came to be known as after death. Uh, uh, after he was killed, they they they, they, they Captain Morgan was Bart. named uh, Morgan the Terrible during his reign before he ever became governor of Jamaica. <laughs> But uh, yeah, as far as Blackbeard goes, I don't know if he uh, if he ha- if that nickname was like, like I know it was around while he was around, but I don't know if people called him that. I don't know if that was an insult or not to him. But uh, I think he introduced himself to captured ships as Blackbeard. That yeah, actually yeah, it, it really was a marketing. It really was it worth that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a marketing thing. His I entire mean, thing lot, was a marketing. A, a thing. lot of what pirates were doing was fear tactics. The, was theatrical. Yeah, uh, yeah, like they, it's all about theatrics. That's why they have all the crazy flags. That's why they have the eye patches, and then they're he's like, "Boo!" Uh, he's like, "Boo!" I have two. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it really freaked them out. Uh, and uh, besides that, just a real quick one. What would your favorite? All right, uh, pirates. Uh, it turns out. Cat, or it turns it turns out pets were like really rare. Cats were the most prized, but like I said, very rare. <laughs> uh, p- uh, parrots. The only parrots that I had found were the Pittsburgh Pirates have a parrot mascot in 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 that baseball game that people play. Yeah. Okay. And um, the game? only other thing, the closest thing to a pirate that wasn't a pirate was William Dampier. He was like a dude who owned a boat back in the day. He had a parrot, but he wasn't a pirate. Um, but anyways, if you guys had to choose an animal to be your, uh, to be your, uh, pirate friend. Spider uh, monkey. Spider monkey? Okay. See, I, story. I would choose a mongoose. I would choose a, I'd choose a big old mongoose. And like, cause I know that thing can protect me from snakes Bro. when I'm at port or, or in the sea. Dolphin. I'd ride that bitch in a battle. So spider monkey, dolphin, and mongoose. I'd be like, let's cruise up alongside this ship in stealth mode while I come let's up behind see. everybody. See, the I spider thought... monkey could ride the... Oh, yeah, dude, they could all be friends because the spider monkey could ride on the mongoose and the mongoose could grip onto the dolphin and the dolphin can go swim in the sea next to the pirate boat. <laughs> I don't trust a dolphin to hang out for that long. But if he's your pet, yeah. But if we can dress him like a pirate, <laughs> yeah, eye patch and everything. Give him a little peg flipper instead of a fucking instead of a peg. God, I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive I saw that in a uh, in a Sonic the Hedgehog Archie's comic. <laughs> <laughs> that could be. I don't pirate, know. A pirate, pirate dolphin. dolphin? Well, I read a lot of Sonic the Hedgehog Archie's comics. Oh, okay. Archie's comic, Sonic the Hedgehog back in the day. Gotcha. A really weird thing. Jaleel White voiced it in my head. Jaleel White. It's <laughs> just a fun name to say. Jaleel. It is. Uh, Jaleel. 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 Uh, four. Three. Ooh, I'm thinking Three. four. Jaleel. Oh, for some reason, I thought that the first J was an L. Jaleel. Jaleel. Do you guys hear Yanni or Thor? It's Laurel. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I'm saying yeah. I've, no, saying, yeah. bullshit. I listen to it over and over and over again at different bass points, different intervals, <laughs> different speeds. It's Laurel. <laughs> Laurel. Laurel. Oh. There's no Yanni. I don't know who. 
I that's all I, I hear. That's all where I hear. the fuck Yanni comes from? I wish it the pirates could have this conversation. Like, just go back in time, know. show them an iPhone, and be like, "What do you hear?" And that starts a mutiny. I'd go by Crystal Bell Strange. Oh, okay. This, this is Christobel Strange. <laughs> that's that's good. That's dark. I Keep like the it. the first name, change the last name. Yeah. Christobel, Christobel Strange. And Christobel is just fun to say. Yeah, Christobel. Christobel. Tyrant. <laughs> I am the strange tyrant. <laughs> I, I, I would name my ship the Libertalia. Ah, okay. Who are you? I am the god. Night goat. <laughs> night goat. Night goat, yes. The night the goat. goat. He goat. eats your beard in Who your sleep. You? I am the goat of the night. <laughs> I think a goat would be a good uh, a good pet goat. to have on your ship. That's true. That's true. Um, show. On your ship. There was one other one that was like, of you could call him a pirate, but this guy, uh, Christopher Columbus, what was it? 17, was in, 17, in 1746. In this guy named Christopher was a bag of dicks, <laughs> right? That's how the rhyme goes for dicks, Christopher Columbus. What but did you he, guys learn today? <laughs> I learned a lot about pirates. I, I watched so much pirate stuff before I came over. My mind is exploding. Um, yeah, Christopher Columbus, he brought over pigs and uh, death to America, apparently. <laughs> is that... It's pirates. Please, everybody, I need you to isolate the audio of my best friend saying death to America. Yeah. And yeah. Christopher Columbus was a huge bag of dicks. Make a, make, a, make a song out of it for me? Anybody, please. Send it, send it directly to Tom Smith. He's listening to this. Uh, Should have thought about pirate, that. I feel like it would be so stressful. I mean, it's going to be a short life. Uh, it's a lot of pressure on the eye. Like I said, uh, our, our guy over here... Uh, Roberts, he died at the age of forty. When and he started? How long after? You said he got his ship. His ship four years into it. Uh, he he became a pirate in seventeen nineteen, and he ended his piracy in seventeen twenty two by being murdered for two years, three years maybe. Yeah, I roughly see. three years. Yeah, that no. No, I'm going to Comic Palooza. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have a good time. No need to pirate, and I would pirate nothing but candy, though. Yeah, actually, you know, a pir- pirates could what get along in, in Comic Palooza, right? Shirt. Couldn't you show up as a pirate? Like, well, I mean, like, weathers, there's, yeah, they're sitting there saying that pirates were stealing a bunch of sugar, a bunch of sugar. Oh candy, yeah, yeah, that's true. So to me, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm just gonna pirate, like, you know, the the. The 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 Mars truck as it pulls up to, the, you the, to the gas station. Hell yeah! Like, I'm taking all your Coca Cola. <laughs> I'm taking all your Butterfingers. <laughs> Not the Butterfingers. <laughs> this has nothing to do with anything. But I, f- I realized the other day that the only reason that I, as a human being, eat Butterfinger is because of a marketing campaign by. Uh, but by the Butterfinger Company using Bart Simpson. Yeah. And I never, ever, ever watched The Simpsons. Like, Bart Simpson tricked me into thinking that Butterfinger's mm. my favorite candy. Never lay a finger on my Butterfinger. anybody's favorite candy. It gets stuck in your teeth. It's disgusting. Uh, it's horrible, but I love it. Actually, it's my favorite candy. hey, I know what your new favorite candy will be. I know what your new favorite candy will be. They have, but if you go to the baking section of Walmart, they have Butterfinger bites or crumble. This crumbled version, crumbled it doesn't. Version? It's this crumbled version. It's like what they put on cookies and what they put in McFlurries doesn't get stuck in your teeth. 
As long as you don't put it in the freezer, won't get stuck in your teeth. I know. I love Butterfinger. It's amazing. But Butterfinger would not be what it is without yeah. Bart Simpson. And I would not have ever yeah. looked at a Butterfinger without Bart Simpson. I agree. It's all about laying the finger on the Butterfinger. Crispity, crunchity, peanut butter. Buttery. Butterfinger. Butterfinger. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Good night. Yeah, no, I mean, I think everybody loves a Butterfinger. How do you not love a Butterfinger? You don't love really? a Butterfinger? I love a Butterfinger. Oh. I really like Butterfinger. Oh, okay. I mean, it doesn't <laughs> anywhere near replace a fucking Snickers. No. I, yeah, I, no, I mean, they're, 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 they're such different candies. It's not prefer, even that they're different. It's different that candies. sometimes, I, butter it, sometimes I feel butter like finger a in all my cases is always a backup. <laughs> but I will enjoy it because it's disgusting. I, <laughs> I will never. Butterfinger will never be a first choice. I'll go anything else like Snickers or Hay or Baby Root I would or say anything else before I hit Butterfinger. Reese's is my dream. Shows quite like it. Please check out our website, thebonushours.com.